0: Hey, 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 beloved. Welcome back. This is your holistic lifestyle strategist and podcast host, Heidi Brahm. I'm excited to be with you today. Thanks for tuning in. I am actually really, really excited because, well, who wants to celebrate with me? (laughs) This week, my podcast hit 500 downloads. Did you catch that? We are celebrating 500 downloads of this show in just over two months. I'm so grateful to each of you for being on this journey with me. Actually, grateful doesn't even touch it. Only God, right? To celebrate this huge win, I am gifting a covered beloved bundle with my signature Healthy Home Mom Essential Oil Blend. It is heavenly. A Kairos Prayer Journal, which I'm totally in love with this prayer journal, you guys, and a $5 Starbucks gift card. This is the perfect giveaway for all of my Jesus and Essential Oil and Coffee Loving Mamas. You know who you are. I have three simple steps to enter. I just want you to rate, review, And subscribe so go to iTunes and rate cover beloved with five stars then click on written review so you're gonna leave a written review okay be sure to screenshot this before you submit or you won't be able to view it you won't be able to tag me in it okay so you're gonna go to iTunes leave the five-star review and then you're gonna click written review and leave your written review okay that's step one step two is subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done this please subscribe Number three is to share your screenshot review in your Instagram stories or Facebook stories, and share an episode screenshot. Talk about why you love the episode, or mention this giveaway, and be sure to tag me at Heidi Brom on Instagram, and then also hashtag Cover Beloved. This is how I will see and save your entry. You may post about the show one time a day for five days for a total of five entries to win. So this is going to start Monday, January 25th and end Friday, January 29th. You can also get a bonus entry by joining the Facebook group and that is linked in the show notes. So that's six chances to win, sister. I know you're excited. Good luck. The winner will be announced Monday, February 1st. Welcome to the Covered Beloved Podcast, where we choose to live faith-infused, holistic lifestyles while nourishing and renewing our minds to experience the depths of God's love for us. Hey there, I'm Heidi Brom, world changer and mom on a mission to bring a whole new level of health and wellness to your home. As a decade-long essential oil advocate, self-proclaimed personal and kingdom development junkie, and your holistic lifestyle strategist, I believe that when God created the earth, he didn't leave us without solutions, that he created us to be healthy and whole, and that he's covered each and every one of us as mothers with his protection, grace, and wisdom on how to live our most healthy, happy, and joyful lives. Are you ready? It's time to become the healthy home mom God created you to be, because he's got you covered, beloved. Let's dig in. the term trigger it's that moment when you are at a crossroads and you could either go down a well-trod road of old ways of thinking behaving and reacting which then triggers an undesirable emotional response such as anger jealousy or unworthiness Or you could, in that moment, choose a new pathway of thinking, behaving, and reacting and use the triggered moment as an opportunity to grow and change your thoughts and behaviors. I am not a psychologist or even an expert on this topic, but I do have experience and would like to share a few of my personal aha moments with triggers. I believe, beloved, that if you are experiencing a trigger today that is no longer serving you, then your trigger is truly an invitation and test, and you will find, at the end, a treasure if you choose to step outside of yourself in this particular moment, regardless of what any other person is choosing to do. The question becomes, what path are you going to choose? Let's dig in. Different things can trigger us, and you may experience one or several of these, but some common ones include emotional, cognitive, environmental, or behavioral triggers. In other words, how we think, feel, act, or live can trigger us. Basically, just being human qualifies you for all of these. With an emotional trigger, a person responds to any type of emotion, usually negative, with an unhealthy behavior. So this could be loneliness, rejection, and insecurity. These are some common emotional triggers for me personally. But some other examples are anger, fear, or sadness, and the list goes on. And the unhealthy behavior is usually Finding myself at the bottom of a bag of chocolate chips. Yeah, I tend to use food as a way to numb out from an emotional trigger. All right, another type of trigger is a cognitive trigger. And this is a thought or belief that keeps the person feeling stuck. So for example, the thought, I will never lose weight, or I always have to do things by myself. Or I don't have time to work out these are usually very black and white thinking like they usually have the word never or always included in these thoughts we'll go through what to do with these triggers in a bit but I just want to go through some more types of triggers so so far we have emotional and cognitive next we have behavioral a behavioral trigger is a behavior that repeatedly causes a person to fall into an unwanted pattern of destruction Examples might include driving a certain route home past a fast food place and eating junk food in the car alone on the way home, or scrolling through social media to numb out while your kids are in the other room, or starting to drink after work and carrying that through until bedtime as a way to handle stress. And then finally, we have environmental triggers. So an environmental trigger is an event that has taken place in a person's environment and is creating undesired emotions, for example, a high-stress environment at the office or being at a particular person's house or maybe even being in your own home and the stress of it after you get home from work. For me, being in certain social situations can be an environmental trigger for me. I can go into comparisonitis and feel very insecure when in certain social environments around certain people most triggers fall into one of these four categories but this certainly is not an exhaustive list i mean some people might say that even food is a trigger and while that may be true for some for many it's not necessarily because of the food item itself but because of the perceptions and thoughts created about that particular food item usually in the form of an if then statement so for example if i eat a piece of chocolate cake i will binge and Eat the whole thing or if i have one glass of wine then i won't be able to stop okay those are common examples of a perceived food trigger but it's not really the food right it's the thought around that food and restriction can often be a precursor to food triggers too so for example if you believe that when you eat sugar you binge and that no amount of sugar is quote unquote safe for you then you have created a very rigid thought about your ability to eat sugar normally I have done this I believe I'm over this and I have come so far with being able to feel like I can eat a little bit of sugar and be okay but by believing this thought this thought that no amount of sugar is safe for me right if you find that you think this too right we find ourselves obsessing about how much sugar we have eaten and then beating ourselves up when we quote unquote fail by even eating the smallest amount of sugar it is the thought that is keeping you captive to this trigger When you have a thought that is black and white like this, that leaves absolutely no room for a middle-of-the-road approach, so for example, if you ate a cookie, you can't simply acknowledge that you ate a cookie and move on with your day, with this thought, the only thing you can do is punish yourself, which tends to look like further restriction or binging if you are someone that has an unhealthy or distorted relationship with food. And this doesn't all have to revolve around food. Like These thoughts can be anything, right? But if you feel that a particular food is a trigger, then you must look at what the thinking is behind the food and the obsessive thoughts that are circling around it. It's usually very clear if you pause and notice your thoughts and write them down. You can usually identify and even if you choose to still eat the food, no worries. Just write down your thoughts so you can start to become aware of any patterns. This is how you begin to take your thoughts captive and find freedom in your life by exercising your choice. Okay, so this is the time to get really honest and clear about what is showing up in your life. I don't know about you, but for me, I do not like things having control over me or feeling like I'm being mastered by something. I I don't like it at all. <laughs> and so, this is the time just to get really honest and clear about what what is showing up in your life because our thoughts create our emotions which then create our actions, which create our beliefs, which create our results. So in short, our thoughts, which start it all, create our results. Writing down your thoughts and listing your triggers, no matter the behavior or outcome. We're okay. We're not judging the behavior. We're not judging the outcome. We're just simply writing down the thoughts and listing our triggers so that we can first of all become aware, but then also so that we can take those thoughts captive. It's the next step in owning your life and exercising your choices. If you aren't in the habit of writing down your thoughts or this is new for you, I want you to try this. I just want you to do this for at least three days. Give me three days. (laughs) Okay. Once you've identified your triggers and listed them, you can include any, we'll call them maintaining factors. So these are the thoughts and behaviors that keep you stuck in your destructive patterns so you're going to list the maintaining factors and I'll go through examples of this, but then you're also going to list possible alternatives. Again, awareness is the superpower here and this is how we do that is we have to write it down. This is how we create the pause that we need to decide not to go down the old path and take the new one. Have you ever in your town had a road blocked off because they were putting in a new highway or new access point. I've had this in my town where we used to cut through a certain area, but now they rerouted traffic because there's new businesses. And so the old path, it took maybe three years for it to become completely grass over. And now you can hardly even tell. This was maybe 12 years ago. You could hardly even tell that a road even went through there before. That's the picture of what we're doing in our mind. We're going to allow the grass to come over and grow in and fill in this area of this old pathway of thinking that has led us to destruction or negative behavior, negative thoughts, negative reactions. And we're going to allow this new pathway to start to erupt and to start, we're gonna start taking that new pathway over and over again, okay? So let's go through some examples of what this could possibly look like as you're writing this down. So let's say you have a trigger of loneliness, okay? The maintaining factor of loneliness could be staying home. If you're always in your home, you're never going out into public, you're not getting together with friends regularly, you know, that could be a maintaining factor for you in your loneliness. And so an alternative could be get together with a friend, right? That's a plan. In other words, staying home when you're lonely is a trigger. So an alternative is to plan to visit a friend. If you're struggling with Eating, okay, and eating alone is your predominant trigger. Look at why you need to use food as comfort. Are you reaching out to other people in your life to share your emotions, right? Or do you isolate yourself? Okay, do you talk about your feelings with others or is food your only friend? What can you do to change this dynamic starting now? What alternative can you put in place? Um, Are you living in guilt and shame? Which are two emotions that are going to want to keep you isolated, okay? Emotions like shame and guilt try to keep you hidden, try to keep the issue hidden. And so how will you shift this tendency? Okay, one thing you can do is recognize the foods you tend to run to as a source of comfort and not buy them or start buying less of them. That's actually a practical thing you can do to start interrupting this process, but definitely take to journaling so that you can identify the trigger, identify the thought, and look at a maintaining factor and an alternative response. All right, now let's take, for example, a trigger for you might be caretaking. Caretaking. So if you're in charge of caretaking of other people, which as moms, let's face it, we are, <laughs> um, being self-sacrificing is that maintaining factor. So putting yourself last is that maintaining factor. Self-sacrificing your needs for someone else. And an alternative to that would be to be more self-caring. So if you have a people-pleasing tendency or mindset, you may be ignoring your own needs and feelings and emotions when you look after those of Others, right? As moms and wives, we all do this at some point. But do you feel like there's room for your own feelings because you're caring for everybody else's? Do you recognize that? I mean, I still struggle with this. I. And especially because I work from home and I only have a certain number of days that my children go to daycare and then when they're home, I'm homeschooling. And so it always seems like my needs are last and it's such an intentional process. Again, there's no judgment or condemnation here and this is a work in progress. It's just about creating awareness. But do you feel like you have to wait to take a shower, right? Because you're too busy getting everything else done for everybody else. How can you start being more self-caring and putting your needs first? All right, let's look at a food trigger. So this might be chocolate. Okay, I'll just use my example. (laughs) A maintaining factor is the interpretation of that food, right? This all or nothing thinking. Like if I have a piece of chocolate, I'm going to have five more. Or if I'm going to, you know, if I open this package of chocolate chips, I'm going to have the bag half gone. Okay, so an alternative could be to track your thinking and your thoughts, right? Aside from Maybe not even buying the chocolate, right? If you, I think in the beginning, it's certainly helpful to stay away from like binge triggering foods if you know that they're an issue for you, as long as you're okay with the idea that it could possibly be a mistake to assume that the f- actual food is the trigger. In my opinion, food is the outward symptom and it's what we can control. Even if we act out of control, we are in control of that behavior. It's the extreme black and white thinking, in my opinion, that is usually at the root of the trigger food problem. So to heal for good, right, we have to look at the thoughts behind the food and the feeling of out of control with that particular type of food. There's definitely a difference between restricting foods that seem problematic for you versus consciously choosing not to eat them. Okay, they're they're very, very different things. Uh, One is empowering and the other one leads to destruction, right? So as you continue with this process, you will begin to understand this important difference. All right, last one, we're going to look at a behavior trigger. And so this might be going through the drive-through, okay? Unconsciously eating alone is the maintaining factor. um, Or this is even like getting groceries at the grocery store, right? You have food in your car, basically. Unconsciously eating alone, mindlessly eating while you're driving. An alternative is to get conscious. And so if you consistently find yourself acting on a certain behavioral trigger, now is the time to put alternative behaviors in place. So becoming conscious before you act on the triggers. In other words, if eating in the car is a trigger when you buy groceries, be sure to keep the food in the trunk until you get home. Or if taking a certain route home leads you to the drive through take another route home instead. This way you are conscious of your habits and in this process you will break them down until they aren't an issue. Lots and lots of things can trigger us, okay? However, it's usually in situations of conflict, whether internally or externally, physically or emotionally, and I believe, you know, we, I don't know, sometimes in the moment we believe we don't have control over our reaction in the situation or the expression of our feelings. I know it doesn't seem like it in the moment that we have a choice to let the emotion either progress to a negative and potentially harmful behavior or not, but we do, we have control over that, and we just need to first be aware, second, understand where they're coming from, and third, learn how to reframe or adjust. So here are some questions I want you to keep in mind. Well, first of all, tracking for the week, okay? Writing down in your journal or just on a piece of paper for those three days, like just try this for three days, okay? And then keeping some questions in mind, like how, how were you conscious and aware? You know, what can you do differently? over the the remainder of the week? Are there any places you want to avoid? If you thought about a certain triggering situation, if you could pinpoint one thing in that situation, what would you say is the real challenge coming up for you in that situation? Those are powerful questions. Again, there are many triggers, but they all come down to thoughts that can be changed and therefore destructive behaviors can be eliminated. So, This week, track your triggers and notice possible alternatives. Again, without judging, continue to log everything you are experiencing and the feelings, thoughts, and triggers associated with each event. In 1 Corinthians 6.12, it says, Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. So start to implement the alternatives and journal your progress so you can take captive your thoughts and not be mastered by triggers. You will feel so amazing. I know you can do it. One last thing is, you know that I love essential oils, and although they can't do our emotional work for us, they can assist our bodies on a chemical level and better position us by fostering an environment of change. Just like weeding a garden is easier when you first water the soil, so it is with releasing negative thinking and essential oils. So, if you have high-quality essential oils and want to layer them into this process, you can try placing a couple drops of cypress in your hands, rubbing them together, and cupping your hands over your nose and inhaling. for three to five deep inhalations. Topically, you can apply one to three drops of Cypress over your heart, along your spine, or on the bottoms of your feet. Cypress is the oil of motion and flow, and it works in the heart and mind, creating flexibility. It encourages us to release controlling, fearful, perfectionistic, rigid, stuck, or tense thinking, and ushers in space for flexible, trusting, flowing, and adaptive thinking. And then you can also do the same with green mandarin. This is another oil that's going to help by breathing in the same way you did with cypress and then applying topically. You can put it around the navel, over the heart, or on the wrists. We call this capping, where we address first a negative With an essential oil and then cap over that with an oil that addresses a positive desired result so green mandarin is the oil of pure potential and it encourages all to experience joy in the journey and to never stop becoming it encourages us to release limited trapped fearful doubtful or burdened thinking and ushers in space for excitement wonder hopefulness fearlessness innocence and delightfulness If you don't yet have access to pure, potent, and medicinal quality essential oils, then I want to make sure you know about my Essential Oils Made Easy virtual workshop. This 45-minute online workshop was designed for people who are just starting to explore the potential of essential oils for health and wellness solutions and don't know where to start. This is a completely free workshop and totally no pressure. My goal is to simply educate and empower you with the basics to help you understand the power of essential oils because it really does just look like water in those bottles. In this wellness workshop, we cover what essential oils are and how to use them, what to look for in a quality essential oil and why it matters, and then we cover a few of the most popular and versatile oils every home should have along with testimonials so that you can make an informed decision on whether or not essential oils are a good fit for you and your family. And I have some testimonials for you actually on the on people that have experienced the emotional benefits. So this one comes from Elaine. She says the grounding blend twice a day on the bottoms of my feet have helped me reduce anxiety and panic attacks. And the adaptation capsules dissipated my chronic and persistent feelings of sadness melissa essential oil on my thumb and held on the roof of my mouth works within seconds to dispel overwhelming panic attacks the joyful blend has been my daily perfume and stress reliever oil for years and smells delish i still use it but now because i just love the smell love it And then this other one from Karen, she says, The comforting blend helped me with dealing with the death of my 29-year-old daughter. I thought I had been doing good but did not realize how much I was depressed still two and a half years later. I started using it and was able to work through my grief outbursts. Would love to have been able to use the adaptation system that is now out as I use it all the time to help me with my anxiety when trigger memories come up. My oils have been a lifesaver for me. So check out the link in the show notes to take the first steps toward getting access. This just helps me learn a little bit more about you and your needs and you can opt to receive a free sample to go along with the workshop to make it more interactive, which is always fun. We love our oils. They have become our go-to for almost the last decade as a first line of defense in our home and I want to make sure that everyone knows they exist. Exist as a safer, cheaper, and more effective option. Let's end today's episode with a prayer. Father, we thank you that you are making all things new, that you have given us a new heart and put a new spirit in us, that you have removed our hearts of stone and given us hearts of flesh. Holy Spirit, guide us and help us to take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. Let a boldness rise up in us that says we will no longer live by the standards of this world that with your divine power, we break strongholds of negative thinking and destructive patterns that keep us from our callings. We boast not in our strength, Father, but that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, beloved, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, head over to iTunes for Covered Beloved and leave a five-star review. Hit subscribe while you're there. And of course, if you have friends who would benefit from today's episode, be sure to share. Until next time, remember, God's got you covered.